Hey, oh, Junior Senior Two Views is here. <laughs> welcome back. Of course, to, it is. Welcome back Are you to kidding another, me. Welcome back to another know. episode of Junior Senior Two Views. <laughs> Thursday night football. Oh, oh my, God. my lord! Yawn. That has got to be Yawn. the worst game of football Ooh, I've seen in a long time. Dreadful. Just, just putrid. We were told that the Colts' offensive line was good. Uh, I Matt don't Ryan think either offensive line was good. No. Sorry. Both offensive lines were crumbling before Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan's feet. The difference is Russell Wilson could get out of most of it. Matt Ryan couldn't get out of it to save his life. The Colts finally managed to score points. It was a field goal fest. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, you had, you, McManus and the other kicker for the Colts were kicking their way to glory, and the Colts pulled off a... 12-9 win. No, no, no. Don't, don't mistake that for a baseball score. 12-9. That was it. Um, a lot of boos. There were boos slowly bubbling at Mile House Stadium if in Denver. They weren't was, happy. And if we think Thursday Night Football is going to get better, Ooh. next week is the what? Commies and Chicago. Woo! <laughs> Boy, Thursday Night Football, they're getting the worst of the worst. Wow. If there was any case for the NFL to get rid of Thursday Night Football, this is it. Well, you got to put somebody on. But this game... Pretty much told me a couple things. One is that Denver's offense is non-existent, and secondly, Russell Wilson was off throws that normally yeah, he makes. Yeah, he wasn't. He was. He got not. picked off twice. Once in the goal. Well, when once he's in the, behind in the, in an the, offensive line, line, when he's behind an offensive line that's underperforming, what's he supposed to do? He's, yeah, I, he's used to running around. Yeah, but the, he was behind Tom Cable's offensive line for years. Yeah, I guess. I suppose the thing for me is. Denver's offense hasn't been good at all. They really have not gotten off. They haven't taken off. And tonight was no different. I mean, the other, last night, if you want to say, we're Friday here, yeah. Thursday there. Let's just turn Friday over there. Um, it was it was really bad. And, and Matt Ryan, his throws weren't that better either. I mean, he's lost a step or two on his his passing. That was so, pretty. That was pretty evident. Yeah, was... things looked a little wobbly. The passes were a bit off. I mean, a couple of receivers had to make catches that were. Amazing or out of this world? Uh, yeah. it, 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 I think which I think both teams needed to win. I mean, really. I mean, but um, the Indianapolis going to a tie at end of regulation. You thought, oh, not again. Mm-hmm. Sure, they thought not again. But yeah. I mean, I don't know. Den- Thank Den- God this game didn't go to overtime Woo! because oh my well, God. Well, I mean, it, oh, it, it, it was well, horrible. Well, it did go to overtime. <laughs> oh, it did. It did. Oh, Trust God. me, it did go to overtime, and luckily. Indianapolis kicked the field goal and, and Denver. It ended it. Well, Denver was making their way down. Yeah, and then at the last second, fourth and one, trying to get a touchdown. Yeah. Batted merciful ball, ending. Over. Yeah, I'd say that's enough about that. There's enough football. Yeah, good. Down. Yeah. Which team made the bigger statement with their win, Chiefs or the Bills? Yeah, so the Bills beat Baltimore. Yes, in Baltimore, yeah. they were trailing by a bit. They got back and won. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Chiefs just because how they manhandled. The Buccaneers, yeah. and I'm going to agree with you. And I I'm mean, gonna, the cheap, and they, you didn't know who they were throwing to because yeah. it was all hands on deck. And I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you. And it's so ironic to hear Tom Tom Brady earlier in the week talk about there's been bad football yeah. over the past couple weeks well, when he was awful. Well, this game, he was not. You know good. what? I, I, it's a couple of those things again where his accuracy was a bit off, but at the same time, the Chiefs' defense did enough. But the Chiefs' defense didn't have to do much because the offense was on the on the. And so Brady didn't have enough time to get the yeah. offense going because they were sitting watching the Chiefs go yeah. up and down the up and down the field. Also, let me sound off on um, 
the the Ravens real quick. <laughs> um, they are structurally flawed. <laughs> I think no. Look, I don't think John Harbaugh is a bad coach, nor do I think Greg Roman's a bad offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. But they're structurally flawed. John Harbaugh's game planning was awful. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, well. Like his defensive scheming was terrible. Mm-hmm. No wonder why Marcus Peters was had it out for him at the end of that game. Yeah. Hell, I would have been angry that yeah. we that. They blew that lead. They blew it. And, and it's not the first time they've done it. Yeah, that. and the Greg Roman offense shuts down whenever they have the lead. Mm-hmm. And this is what I was fearing, that the Greg Roman offense has significant flaws when they're... When they are have um, a lead. When, when they have a lead. Okay. And also, when they actually have to allow Lamar to throw significantly. Yeah. Like, when, he's, when they're utilizing the running game often... Then it's their offense hums, yeah. but and, and I don't think it's anything about Lamar because I think he's back to his rookie passing form or not rookie passing form his soft his MVP passing form. Okay, I think it's about Greg Roman and how he's planning these games. I don't think either guy's a bad coach or coordinator. I just think they're flawed. Uh, I they've just had too many games where they've had a bit of a letdown. The Bills. This is three the times. The Bills needed to get that too. This, this but is I, three yeah. times this season now. The already. Bills, yeah, the Bills need to get that too, but I I, I I, believe that the Chiefs just basically said to the Buccaneers, just try. Because they were throwing to everybody. I don't think there was one receiver on the Chiefs, running back or otherwise, yeah. that didn't get the ball. No, no. And they no. got the yeah. ball where they needed it. And Patrick Mahomes was electric. But this, is, get this is three times now that the Ravens have done this this season. Is it fair to say that John Harbaugh's job might be on the line? Ah, uh, not necessarily. I think that uh, everybody says that every year. They say the same thing about Mike Tomlin. So one, I mean, the universe of coaching may change if one of them gets fired. But I don't know about John Harbaugh. I think John Harbaugh has always done enough to keep his job. They just have to. You know, yeah, but is enough good enough? Well, it'll be look at the end of the day, it'll be John Harbaugh leaving, not Lamar Jackson, because they'll have to pay him. No, they're going to have to pay him. It's yeah. a contract year, and he's already going off. Okay, yeah. Next one. Okay, uh, how did the Niners dominate the Ravens? I mean, they the Rams. Domi- you mean. Let me sorry the the Rams. Sorry, apologies. Yeah. How did they dominate the Rams that way? I mean, they just off. They just blew them away. I mean, Matthew Stafford got sacked a whole bunch. Well, it just seemed like the the Rams' defense was sort of off sync. I mean, Ramsey was having a great battle with yeah. their receivers. He was the only one that was really showing up, even though he got embarrassed by Debo Samuel. But like everybody else, Bobby Wagner, it was feared that he was he lost a step, and the contract that he got this offseason was going to yeah. be an albatross. Yeah, I think those fears might be confirmed because he wasn't good. Well, he tackled the heck the tackle yeah, person. That was the most notable thing he did all game. <laughs> the invader on the the field invader did that, knock him down. Yeah, good. and it was a gender reveal. But yeah, uh, aside from uh, that, uh, and Bobby Wagner just wasn't good. Their second line in the linebacking yeah. wasn't good and allowed. Well, speed kills. Yeah. So Debo didn't have to do much except score twice, and and speed kills. And Jimmy G didn't have to do much either. So the 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 Niners defense is stingy. Yeah, they are playing that the front four is where it starts and where it ends. And Matthew Stafford, he's got to get more protection. That Rams offensive line was well dreadful. without without Andrew Whitworth because he's retired. It's looked pretty damn it was sloppy. Dreadful. He got he got bounced around. They can't afford Matthew Stafford to be getting smacked around. Oh like no, that. not at all. So I don't I don't know what that says about. I don't know, do I think the Rams are in trouble? No, of course they aren't. But I think the the, the Niners basically 
That's a big win in the NFC West. Well, look, though. outside That's of a the, big win, outside of the game that they lost, you know, to losing to Rams previously last year, this was this was a big one. This yeah. was this was a this was a big win for the for the Niners. That's big in the NFC West. Yeah, you need it. You well. need to yeah. win. You get your foe. Yeah. Okay. Um, you get that one. Kenny Pickett, will he start in the next game? Of course he will. It's yep. been official. And yeah. yay! Aren't you so happy? Aren't you so thrilled? Oh, yeah, I am thrilled. You're thrilled. He Did, looked so ditch, much better. Did you? Really? Yes. He got picked off twice. One of those picks was because oh. Claypool couldn't handle the damn ball. I don't know. I, yes, he made some questionable throws. But Trubisky was awful before they put Mitch in. No, you can't. You can't. You can't keep defending this guy. You can't. He wasn't good. This was your moment. You, you must have been. You can't. You must keep, have been jumping for you joy. Can, you cannot keep defending Trubisky. He wasn't good in this okay. game. Okay. Well, the only reason well, now the, you, the only reason the Steelers got back into it is because Kenny Pickett got them back into uh, it with two, actually okay play. Yeah. Okay. All right. He did two rushing touchdowns. I don't. I don't know if it's enough to go sending home the sending Pittsburgh to be the Central Division champs. Now you're going to face the Bills. Yeah. That's going to be. You talk about pooping your pants yeah. as a rookie quarterback. Yeah. I mean. I, Look, he's a hometown guy. He was playing. It was at home. By all accounts, we said this earlier in the season that early in our, our one of our podcasts that chances are this would be the, the the week against the Jets would be the week that Kenny Pickett makes his debut, mm-hmm. and it happened. They still lost, surprisingly, but I don't. I I think it. I mean, you can't go back now. That's it. Like no. you're riding this guy, unless he gets injured, you won't see Mitchell Trubisky again. So I think that's yeah. that, that was that brought a smile to your face. Yes, it did. You know, there's two things, right? He's, he's not a good Mitchell co- Trubisky not playing and Matt Nagy not coaching. Fantastic. Yeah. Your universe well, is completely. Well, solid. I feel but I feel bad for Trubisky because he, ru- he, ru- he, he got ruined. He got ruined. He got ruined by Nagy. Oh, there is his Nagy's fault. All back to Nagy. It's six degrees of Nagy. Everything's Matt Nagy's fault. Well, Socket, everything. Start market crash. Matt Nagy's fault. Every <laughs> mortgage price is high. Matt Nagy's fault. Everything, the plunging dollar. Matt Nagy's fault. Exactly. Everything. But this year, um, it's it's going to be a battle between two other coaches for the worst <laughs> coach of the year. And I think you know who those guys are. No, tell me. Nathaniel Hackett oh! and Josh McClowniels. I don't think so. Yes, I think it's going to come. I, I think I think it's going to come down to the, the Carolina coach for sure. Oh, rule as well. Rule, yeah. rule, golden rule. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to read the next one out. Uh, was it presumptuous to assume that Geno Smith would struggle as the starting quarterback of the Seahawks? Uh, I don't think it was. Geno Smith's a career backup. We know this. He's a he's a career backup being thrown into a team that has got a rookie offensive line, uh, has got weapons, but they're kind of inconsistent. I mean, I like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, and um, and they're they're a great running back. I forgot his name, but the, everything else around him. There, yeah, have Chris you seen Carson. that? De- Chris have, Carson. Chris, no, the, Chris Carson, and there's another running back yeah, that they have. Too many of them. Like, but their defense is awful as well. So you <laughs> they, have, give, they give a lot of points. Yeah, their defense is terrible. All right, so let me just look at the numbers so far. And this is before the game that Russell Wilson just had. But four games into the season, right? Geno's at 77%. Four games in, Russell was at 61. Pa- 1,037 passing yards for Geno, four games. 980. Uh, six touchdowns against four touchdowns for Russ, and that still stands because he didn't throw a touchdown last yes. night. And two interceptions, and Russ now has three interceptions if you throw in the two he had last yeah. the other night. So obviously, 
I mean, they looked good. I guess it's one of those things that you leave you leave the Jets and you become a better player because Geno Smith had a chance to now has a chance to now be a starter, and Drew Locke has a chance to be a backup on another team again. So yeah. unless Geno Smith gets hurt. He's going to be your starter for the rest of the year. And he looks good. Yeah, he looks like he understands the offense, the, his accuracy. He's managing the game. But it also comes Just from the offensive side. Forget it, about defense. Again, he can't be both places at Yeah, once. I know. But it comes back to that defense. That 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 porous defense is not going to win Seattle football games. Well, they beat the Lions and they shouldn't barely. Be, and the Lions shot themselves they in the shouldn't foot. Be trying, the and they shouldn't be trying to win football games. They, they should be, be tanking. That's no, what they we're should not be tanking. Doing. Yes. Don't tank. Yes. It's too obvious. You don't tank. It's you, too you, you obvious. You tank quietly. No, That's what you do. Tank. You tank quietly. It's too hard in football with a short season to tank. You it's tank too quietly. hard. It's not like the NBA where you have 82 games to just screw it up and politely do this and that. You tank it's 17 quietly. games. You, you tank, tank quietly. quietly. All right. Future words of a future yeah. GM. Tank quietly, he says. Okay. Well, next. that's what every team does. Come on now. Okay. Next question. Go ahead. What was the What was the Bengals tank in, <laughs> 20, in 2019 for Burrow? That was a tank. You okay. have, and right. they were a bad team. All right. But. Okay, what does the dismissal of the Dolphins' neurologist mean going forward? It was a token sacrifice. Like, they're not addressing the real issues. And some of the... And there was a big call that happened in one of the games this week that was um, a roughing the passer call. Look, yeah, in in normal times, that would really upset me because that was a horrible call. But I get that they're overreacting to the Tua thing. Mm. But, like, you got to find a, a middle ground. You have to find a middle ground because... You can't just say you can't just say, "Oh, look, we're patching things up here. We got rid of the one guy." There's like you. Why was Tua playing to begin with? Look, why was he playing to begin okay. with? Okay, he shouldn't have been playing. Okay, that's fair enough. There, are, I believe that there are other factors at play here. Okay, all right. Yes. So, for instance, Tua's not playing this week. We know that, and it'll be Bridgewater. He better not be. We'll be, be getting get get ready. Teddy will be playing against the Jets. Uh, I look, I mean, there's pressures here. I understand what you're saying. Safety first. And there's protocol and there's rules. And somewhere along the way, you know, you know whether Tua said anything, we don't know. I, don't, I wasn't in the tent. Who knows what was yeah. said? The injury was far worse against Cincinnati. I don't know if this is a thing for Tua because that's, that's two different incidences of, of concussion yeah. issues. So whether or not they have to look at modified helmets, they're talking about that. It's not the, even I, they're, they're talking about modified helmets for for these guys because it may be a thing. Here's the thing, though: they already modified the helmets this year. This offseason, they, they already modified the helmets. In preseason, there was a big hit on one of the players, and if that hit wasn't it was in the old helmets, he would have been out. He would have been out cold, okay. and he got protected by the modified helmets. So if we're modifying the helmets every single year, it's just duct tape to a dam, to a leaking dam Concussions at this point Concussions have been around football forever. Understand. So I, don't, I don't know how they're going to address this understand without the that. brutal sport. But I understand that. But if he got con- if he was clearly concussed in oh, the yeah. Bills For game, this game I why agree. was he, he playing in the Cincinnati game? He shouldn't have been why? back in there. I agree he shouldn't have been back in there. He went into the fencing position. Of that, course. That's, yes. that's neurological damage. Okay. Yeah. That and might so, be permanent. And we don't know. And we don't know whether this is something that they're going to have to address later on, whether he can come back, whether they're obviously not going to rush him back. But, you know, this is also – it's also about – 
success and also about your team and he's your quarterback. There's a fine line. I get it. I understand. You can't just put your team's team success at the sacrifice of a human being. It's not. You can't do it. It sounds gracious and it sounds extremely true. Look, I I understand. These teams are businesses. It's a business. And and the players are treated as assets, which I think they shouldn't be. They should be treated as human beings, but that's besides the point. There's a lot of factors at play, right? uh, I understand these teams are businesses and they have to protect their assets. Of course. But this is a human being's potential, like, quality of life at stake in a game such as football. We know this. So... It, it's just like the the half-assed stuff from the NFL pretending to care about player safety doesn't fly with me, and okay. I think it's all I think it's all smoke and mirrors. Okay, so next thing we'll talk about is we'll give a little sneak peek into the wild card weekend because it's mm-hmm. starting now. Yes. Question, obviously, as both Mets fans that we are, is can they bounce back because they the got sweep swept in Atlanta was bad. Yeah. yeah. I was watching it. Yeah, we were both watching it. Yeah, I, I yelled at the TV. Uh, it Look, I think the Mets had a perfect scenario in place. Even well, here's they, the thing. If they had won two out of three, they would still be ahead. You want to know how they avoid this situation? By not getting swept by the mediocre Cubs earlier on in September. Yeah. That's how you avoid this. If you even if they even take one game out of that Cub series, yeah, they course. don't go into this situation where they're relying on the tiebreaker. Okay. If they take one game of out course. of that Cub series... Now you have to forget it because now the the now the wild card starts. Yeah, and now the the system's changed now. The format it's, it's, it's not two even, out of, it's best two it, out of three now. And it's not even just that they're going to have a hard road first. Even if they get past the Padres, oh, we know they, they got to face, face Dodgers. They got to face L.A. Right, so they won't potentially wouldn't potentially face the Braves until the NLCS. But forget about that. They need to first deal with the Padres. Who, let's face it, they've that's an underachieving team. That yeah. if you get in the right stride now. Could be a problem. Well, they have a rotation just as good as the Mets. Yeah, Darvish is unbelievable. Darvish and Hargrave, yeah, Musgrave. So they have a starting three that they're going to throw out there. Not to mention now, their, not to mention their lineup. Soto's so, been finally course, getting into groove. You don't know. Machado's been breaking all season. So you don't know. And it, it, so the good thing is all three games are at home. Yes. The Mets have the home home field. That's a new format now. The, yeah. The higher seed has the has the home advantage. So they're going to roll out Scherzer first, Bassett, yeah. and if there's a game three, it'll be the Grom. Yeah. So now it's very important. Well, I think all of those guys will will have most likely looked at the footage from the Brave series and adjusted their approach okay. because most likely the Padres would have been looking as well, rubbing their hands. Okay. So let's look beyond that for a second. We got a couple other wild cards here. Yes. Let me get your thoughts on this one. Yeah. So we got the Guardians, mm-hmm. formerly the Indians, playing. The the Rays, okay, so they're going to be playing in ta- in Cleveland, all three games. Yes. Who do you have for that little wild card series? I think I've got the Rays in three, because I because the Rays, if if there's one thing they're elite at, and nobody else in in the MLB is better than them at this, it's balance. Or oh, I thought about saying say playing in a crappy park. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that, that too. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, only the A's could usurp them in that department. Close. It's very but, close. But um, if there's one thing any they're better than anybody else at, it's balance. Mm-hmm. They've got a balanced lineup of power, contact, and they rely on pitching and defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Guardians have a good rotation as well. I like McKenzie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the pieces that they have. Yeah. But um, 
the Rays defense, man, the pieces that they have. I love G Man Choi at first. Okay. I love Wonder Franco at, at the shortstop. Uh, if Kiermaier is healthy, I love him at the center field. All right. So I'm going to go against that. I'm going to say that the Guardians will, I think, pull this off. Yeah. I think because they're playing, they're 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 playing in Cleveland uh, at Progressive I, Field. At Progressive Field, I think that they have you know probably one of the best. The edge on manager. I think Terry Francona's been there, done that. So I think he can pull the right moves. I, I'm going to say the Guardians for this. Okay. One. Okay. So the next series is the Mariners, who finally, after finally. 20 years, I mean, that's a long. And we know what route. happened the last time they made it here. Right. They had the best record. 116 right. wins lost in the ALCS to the right. Yankees okay. again. Okay. So they're going to play the Blue Jays. Uh, they're going to go to Toronto. Uh, no, actually, yeah, they're, they're going to be in Toronto playing the Jays for all three games. This, Who do you call for this? This one isn't so certain to me because what Blue Jays team are we going to get? Are we going to get <laughs> the know. really solid Blue Jays team mm-hmm. who should be competing to go to the championship round? Yep. Or are we getting the free-falling version where Kikuchi and Barrios get lit up like a Christmas tree? We'll see. We'll so see. I'm, I'm going to say so. It's I'm, not, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. It's really hard for me to call, I'm gonna but I'm going to take Jays. I'm going to take the Jays in three. I'll take the Jays in three. I think I think the Mariners. It's good to get there. Uh, I think they're still young. I think they're still sort of you know wet behind the ears. I think the Blue Jays have a little bit more I'll take, seasoning. Yeah, I'll take the Jays. In okay. Three. Lastly, we have the battle of the old dog Robert our Pujols and and against Bryce Harper and the Phillies. And just as a rem- reminder, this is. The last dance for Pujols, Wainwright, and Molina. Yes, yes. There was rumors that Pujols, you know, supposedly thought he could play another couple of no, years. No, 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 no. He basically said, "I'm tired and I'm done." This is it. I'm gonna, I'm going to say that it's going to be St. Louis. I'm going to agree with you. I think you. they got the home cooking. I think they have. I think, the I, think I, I have St. Louis in too. Yeah. I don't trust Philly. No. I think that they're, they're structurally flawed. I don't like their their defense. They're relying on the top of the order, and I think that's not sustainable. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Um, a little word up now. Well, what about the Mets series? Oh, well, he didn't talk about the Mets series, yeah. did he? Not really. Not in depth. I, I, of course, I'll say the Mets in two. The Mets in two? I, I've, <laughs> I've actually got them in three. I think the Braves could... T- no, not the Braves. The Padres could steal one. Okay. So, I'll say the Mets in... Yeah. I'll say the Mets in, Mets in two. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's one for you. I'll give you this one. You yep. can you can fill this one. It's blank that Tony Larusa will not return as White Sox manager next season. It's um it's saddening. Um and let me no 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 let me speak first. I'm wishing all the best for Tony Larusa the person as because uh, the heart the um the health issues he's dealing with isn't great and the circumstances in which he's had to step down. Okay, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. All right. But it, from it is, a team perspective, from a team perspective, that's where I look, want to get to because okay, this is what you were from, saying. From a team perspective, he was holding this team back. Okay, he was with his archaic managing, the <laughs> fact that he was walking batters on random counts <laughs> with his. With, what are you doing, Lusa? Yes. What are you doing? With, hey, with his, forget about it. With his bat, with his bad, weird lineups of hitting. Okay. He was holding this team back. Yes, they had injuries, but they need to get themselves an actual good manager. I think they get Joe Girardi this offseason. He would be the perfect manager for this team. An okay. actual good manager for the White Sox. Two straight two two straight archaic or 
over managing managers okay. in Rick Renteria and Tony Larusa. They need someone okay. actually good. Okay. All right. Go I will ahead. say it's unfortunate because I believe that there were other factors involved. The White Sox were a dumpster fire, and it had nothing to do with Tony Larusa to a large extent. They had they had injuries. When I mean, you have your star players like Tim Anderson not playing for more than half the season, and other guys in our lineup, it's very hard to have consistency. Yeah. They should have rolled that central, and they couldn't. And so they never did all year. And no, I was and like, they were, I was like, they, they were weren't going. They weren't you, good. And because I, you believed in them, I didn't. Well, I thought that not he, with this because managing. He took them to the playoffs last season. Let's not forget the fact that he, last season they because, were in the playoffs because the T's imploded. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. You take advantage of that. Yeah. Who cares what happens if the, well, I don't care what the yeah. it, the Central's always been a hot mess. It's never been a clear cut. Forget about them. I mean, outside of the Detroit and the years that they went to the World Series versus the Giants, when you had a clear cut winner, when they were running away with it. Outside of that, Central's always a mess. So it's unfortunate. And look, I'm sure his friend Jerry Reinsdorf will give him a job in front office. He sits behind a desk, gets on the phone, acts like he's doing something. Well, if, hangs it, up. if it wasn't for these health issues, Reinsdorf would still have him on. Of course. Well, that's all. That's all right. As as the manager. Okay. Aaron Judge breaking the AL home record. AL record home run record is iconic. It's simple as that. Like uh, we haven't seen this type of thing. Since in the AL, since Roger Maris, mm-hmm. it's as simple as that. This is a once in a lifetime feat. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, obviously asterisk thrown for ahead the NL, of that for the NL. Asterisk. Yes, thrown ahead of and that. Barry Bonds. And Barry Bonds. Yeah, but we haven't seen this type of thing in a long time. Yeah, and it's iconic, especially for the new generation of ba- of um, baseball fans. This is huge. Yeah. Um. Celebratory for sure. I mean, it's not just celebratory the fact that he beat a record by another Yankee. It happened, you know, from the perspective of a Yankee doing it. It meant more that a Yankee did it more so than anything else. Yeah. Um, I said it last week that he had to break the record in order to solidify himself. The next step for him would be to prepare, you know, as the Yankees prepare for, to host the, the ALDS, to Elevate now, yeah. like he's already in that that stratosphere. He's not going to win the triple crown because someone on the Twins already got the highest. And average. McNeil, no, McNeil won the no, batting no, that's title. That's NL. I know. AL, okay. Different player. The Twins got that that the batting crown, so he's not going to get triple crown. But he probably, most likely, possibly, get the MVP. So this is his chance now within the playoffs to set a name for himself because he's already going to get bucket loads of money when it comes to re-upping his, his, yeah. his contract. So I think it's celebratory for sure. Yes. And yeah, I think it was interesting that... I'm, look, I'm very old school in the fact that, you know, it's still an asterisk for those guys. Maguire, Sosa, Bonds. But yeah. even like Jeff, Jeff Passan from ESPN wrote, it's a fact that Barry Bonds used PEDs. It's also a fact that 73 ball, three balls he hit over the fence in 2001. One colors the other. It does not. It cannot erase it. So that's what he's saying is, yep, we know he used PDs, but he still hit home runs. And to me, I can't. I'm more of a purist that way. I, I so. agree. I agree with Passon, though, because it still takes for Bonds. He's the he's one of the only guys who used PDs who I, I say should be in the Hall of Fame yeah, because so. it takes so much preparation and skill and work to have that type of discipline and that type of... Yes, he hit for power because of his massive muscles, but his contact was fantastic. And contact takes skill. 
contact discipline, the way he read pitchers, the way pitchers were afraid to even pitch to him to begin with, anything that they did intentionally walk him. He has the highest on-base percentage in the entirety of baseball history. And there's a really funny, there's a really funny and weird video, which I watched on YouTube about him, uh, SB, SB Nation, now known as Secret Base, they, uh, John Boyce, he did a simulation four years ago of each pitch that Barry Bonds was thrown, but the catch was Barry Bonds did not have a bat okay. in the box, but the pitchers didn't know he, he didn't have a bat. Okay. So they would just throw in different pitches, and they simulated it, and it was the taking away that, that it was the 2004 season, taking away that that original one, it would still be the highest. Okay. That's how good Bonds was. All right, moving on. Okay. OBJ's, OBJ's presence at the last Giant, Giants game is? It's interesting. Hmm. It's interesting. I don't think, I think he's comfortable sitting, waiting for a team saying, hey, pick me up for the playoffs. Hmm. But it's it's interesting. It's the team that brought him through. It's the team that traded him extremely unceremoniously for a meager return at $16 million in dead, dead cap. Dave Gettleman, I will never forgive you for that. Mm-hmm. But but it's interesting to to um, to see him in the Giants game again. Uh, I'd say foreshadowing question mark. Mm-hmm. I mean, could, mm-hmm. look, I, look, he's a free agent. We know that. The, potent, the possibility is never not there. I mean, it's New York. It's the media capital. It's where he got, where he, you know, became famous for the one-handed catch. Uh, he's already won a championship, so if he were to come there, it wouldn't hurt because the Giants' receiving core is not much to shout about. Uh, and, you know, I mean, go back with, I mean, Landon Collins' safety has gone back there today, so Landon Collins going back home. So I don't, know. I think it's something to consider, but I, I don't think OBJ wants to be on a team that doesn't have a chance to get to the playoffs. I.e., the Giants. He'd rather be on a team that has every chance to get to the playoffs. Yeah. He'll, he'll wait. wait for the guy to try to get injured. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, it's blank for the appearance of Victor Webinyama in Vegas. It's inter- It's. I'm not gonna say interesting again. No. It's. Ooh. This is a, this oh. is a tough one. Do you want me to answer this yes, one? Yes, you go. It's hoopla. 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 Hype. Whatever you want to call it. Well, he in the game he played against the other top prospect in Scoot Henderson. Yes, yes, He yes. put up 37, yes, 7 of yes. 11 from 3. Yes, That's yes. ridiculous. I watched him play. Uh, he didn't he put a word, but I'll, get, I'll say my piece and then yeah. you can put your word in. Yeah. It's hoopla and hype because of the fact that Chet Holmgren's not playing. Chet Holmgren's sitting around. And I think they're looking for anything for next season, oh, for next season's God. draft. And Webinyama is you're the compar- one. You're comparing Chet Holmgren to. I'm. I'm not comparing. I'm just saying they've moved on from the. They've moved on to another tall, lanky guy who can dribble the ball and shoot threes. That's what I see, and I see that they're looking for something here. So next, they're looking at next season, and they're already talking about teams potentially tanking. One of them potentially. I think it's very obvious the Spurs. Yeah, of course. Because they've they don't, who's on their team? Who can tell nobody. you? Nobody. They got rid of Jazante Murray, so there's nobody left to know of. Yeah. And the other team potentially the Jazz because the Jazz have gotten jazz, rid of all their guys. Hornets. So and I mean Spurs. Everyone's slurping over this guy. I just want just stay healthy because you're as skinny as Chet Holmgren is. And I well, was here's the difference. Here's the difference between him and Chet Holmgren. I need the word. Hey. What's the word? They still don't know the, the word. Word of <laughs> him being in Vegas. It is a whole lot of hype. It is hype. 
Hype? No, yeah. it's hype. You just hop me. I said hoopla. You said hype. Go ahead. Well, well I say hoopla. You say hype. Hoopla. Hype. Hoopla. Hype. But um, I just here's the thing with Victor Wembanyama. I've known him. Uh, I've I've known no, not known, known, but I've known about him. I've seen his footage for a good three years now. He mm-hmm. he's been the difference between him and Chet Holmgren. He's been playing professionally in France for all this time, mm, and he's that. he's also been in the French national system. Yeah, he's another international player. No he's been getting. He's been getting strength training, and I've seen he's bulked up over the last couple of years. From what where he was in 2019, he looked like a stick in 2019. He still looks like a stick. Well, he's <laughs> compared compared to what he was. He still looks like a stick. Compared compared to okay. what he was back right. then. Okay. And and people are acting like I said this with Chad. It's it's people are acting like there aren't elite strength coaches and weight management coaches mm-hmm. in the NBA. Like look at what they did with Zion. So okay, yeah. they, that's my thing. Okay, we'll like, see. We'll see. I think I just think it's a lot. It's just his skill set looking for is, something it, else now. His skill set's incredible. Like he can play. It, Chet usually just drifts out, whereas Victor he can score at all three levels. Mm-hmm. Chet sort of drifts out into the mid range and three, which is not not bad. I like that about Chet, and I'm excited to see that, especially with the passing of Giddy. But um. Victor can score at all three levels. Mm-hmm. He can defend the paint with pretty much consummate ease, and he can hit threes it with consummate ease. So that's what why everyone's so excited about Victor Wembanyama. Okay, and they have been for a long time now. All right, all right. I mean, look. I final word on this is my final thoughts are that let's wait and see. Stay healthy. That's all because you know I just think he he, he makes me wince when I watch him play. He makes me wince. That's all. Okay. It's the shades of Chet Holmgren. I just it's with just you. it's just the idea of you know everything's been putting out of web now. Everyone's looking for the next you know like like yeah Zion. It hasn't been enough of Zion to say oh he's the next one because he hasn't been healthy. Hopefully this season he stays healthy and they, they start the things start happening. Now they're looking for the next thing. That's all. All, all right. right. Next look. Happy birthdays. Right. Yep. Zlatan. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Zlatan. Still playing Zlatan, isn't he? He's still playing Zlatan. AC Milan. He's still going. Zlatan, 41 years old. My still favorite playing. striker ever. So, my favorite striker ever. I haven't seen a more dominant, more goal-poaching striker than him. Absolutely unbelievable in his prime. On Like, was almost pretty much in the Champions League nearly every year. Mm-hmm. Never won. Has never won it up to this point. No. Played, played, so, in, played in the MLS for about five minutes. And smashed it with LA Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Especially on his debut. Yeah. Um, he, he's just completely unbelievable. And he's still... Uh, honestly, he, he hasn't really declined that much in production. Yeah. Even at 41. And he said he still wants to keep going. Yeah, well, so we're I mean, going to see him around for a, a little bit It's a name, more. and they'll, keep him, they'll pay him for handsomely, I'm sure. Okay. Happy birthday. Grant Hill just turned the big 5-0. He could have been... If well, it he wasn't played for, for 19 seasons, for starters. Yep, Let's just back for, up a little he bit. He played for 19 seasons, but um, special, but magic, him in the, on the Magic with McGrady should yep. have been something special, Injuries. and it was Injuries slowed him down, but look, he was 1995 co-rookie of the year. The other rookie of the year was... Was Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. So Ooh. he, that was the first time in a long time the NBA had two co-rookies sharing the prize. Had some good good seasons with Detroit, but of course the ankle injury and in about year four slowed him down. Eventually he moved on to the Magic. 
where uh, a played, lot more injuries happen. Yeah, played in plus, Phoenix. Plus a scary staph infection. Played in Phoenix. Uh, yep. Finished his career in L.A. before retiring. So he yep. played for 19 seasons. So, I mean, overall, yeah, what could have been, if he wasn't derailed by injuries, you just imagine, you know, how his game would have been. He would have been, like, you know, Detroit would have probably, you know, never let him go. Yeah. For sure. Okay, and lastly, Travis Kelsey, you know. One of the best tight ends in the game. You know, between so him, impactful. Kittle, you have, you know. Andrews. You have Andrews. You got Musa uh, in, in, in Vegas. You have. Waller. Waller. So he's up there. And, you know, he's a Super Bowl winner, you know, 33 years old. Yeah. And that's I think that's the end of our show. Yeah, that is it. If you come from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this thing once a week. Next week, we're going to have some clarity on what's going on we'll in, have the the, NL, in the NL and ALDS series. Well, we'll have a start of what's happening because yes. once this weekend passes, we'll know who's moved on to the ALDS We'll have some NBA, more NBA preseason lined up. That's yep. well underway. Week five of the NFL will be on. And NHL will be coming back NHL soon. NHL starting over in the States yep. on Friday. Very, yes. very soon, and I'm so excited for that. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye.